Hey everyone, I trust that you're all doing well and that the Lord is keeping you. Holly's actually joining me today to share today's message. Hey everyone, I'm so happy to be joining you again today. You know, it's actually been a, a tough week with the loss of a pillar here at our Elam family. It really has been a week of lamenting. But I know that as hard as this loss is, my, my brother in the Lord is now rejoicing with his Heavenly Father. And for that, we can truly rejoice. Absent from us, but present with the Lord. You know, a few months ago during one of our Zoom meetings, I, I remember him saying, you know, I haven't really left the apartment much at all over the last year, but I still don't feel like I'm missing anything. My wife and I have been praising God, reading the Word, singing, and He is sustaining us daily. We are, we're actually doing great. What a beautiful example He left for us. God is good, and He does provide for us, even when circumstances aren't the best. What I want to talk about today was inspired by a song that's recently been released by Elevation Worship called Gyra. And I would encourage you to listen to it as well. In fact, I'll, I'll put a link at the end of this video so you can check it out. Holly and I were listening to the song together and we were struck by how it, it speaks to the provision of God in our lives. And that God is always enough for us in any circumstance. But it also captures how we are enough in of ourselves to receive God's love and acceptance. I'm going to speak to the first part of Jehovah Jireh being our provision, and Holly will expand on how we are enough because of Jesus' sacrifice. Jireh the song is actually inspired by one of the more popular names of God, first given by Abraham in the book of Genesis. In chapter 22, Abraham is given direction from God, take Isaac, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him on the mountain I will show you. That's in Genesis 22 and 2. You know, this is a difficult story to read, and when you first read it superficially, it brings up a lot of questions like, you know, why would God do this? Why would God put Abraham on this emotional roller coaster? But regardless of how we feel about it, Abraham went where he was supposed to go to sacrifice his son. He laid Isaac on the altar and God stopped him at the very last second and provided an alternative sacrifice. Abraham actually saw a ram caught in some bushes, which he used on the altar instead and called the place then Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. So one thing we should think about, you know, was... What was on Abraham's mind during this request from God? Yes, the request from God was extreme for sure, but you know, the trust displayed by both Abraham and Isaac was actually a lot more extreme. Even though Genesis doesn't go into the private thoughts and feelings of Abraham or Isaac in the story, we're actually told in Hebrews 11 and 19 that, that Abraham knew and experienced God's character and power so well that he trusted that even if God did take Isaac right there and then, Abraham knew that God would fulfill his word, even if he had to raise Isaac from the dead, because of all of God's other promises about Isaac that he had already given him. When it came down to it, Abraham was doing this difficult task with the assurance that God had this under control. Abraham calls the place where he took Isaac, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. Sounds great in and of itself, but you know what? There's actually more. The word here is way richer than our English translation. Provide in Hebrew is also see to it, like when a job is given to someone and they, they see to it right away. It also means perceive, and, and here's an important one. It also means experience. When Abraham calls God Jehovah Jireh, he isn't just saying, God has given me what I need. He's saying, you see, you know, and you have, my, you have actually experienced my need, and you are making provision for it. It's not just God you know, giving things. It's not like Dad reaching into his pocket and, and giving you the cash that you need. It's way more than that. It's deeply personal. He compassionately sees the need and takes it on himself. He feels your need. He personally takes it on himself. Hey, wait a second. Isn't this starting to sound a little bit familiar? It, it is, isn't it? It's because this passage of Scripture is one of the clearest foreshadowing stories of the work of Jesus Christ. God not only provided for Abraham, but He also provided His Son so that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. 
Jesus is the provision. He is the provision for eternity. And I know eternity is a big concept, and, and sometimes it might feel distant, especially when you're trying to go through something that is right here and now. But He is always enough and, and forever enough. So even though God has amazingly provided for the big stuff like eternity, He's also present in your day-to-day needs as well. What is really interesting about the story of Abraham and Isaac is that as soon as we are done with this intense story, it goes right into like a genealogy record, which you know at first seems like an abrupt departure in a literary sense. But what it actually shows is that God had a plan for Isaac in his future because his wife Rebecca is actually mentioned in this record. God had a plan for Isaac's family and he had a, a wife specifically for Isaac. Why? Because he is Jireh and he is always enough. And here's the cool part. He is forever enough because we know that Jesus actually came from the lineage of Isaac and Rebekah. So not only did God bring provision and purpose to Abraham about his son Isaac, but also for his future as a part of God's promise to bring Christ into the world and as a sacrifice for us. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you are more than enough. From the huge eternal need that we have for salvation and forgiveness to the earthly needs of our heart to find another, you know, to find a significant other. God always provides. He is always enough. He is our Jehovah Jireh. And look, this might be difficult to see if you've not been saved for a long time or haven't had yet the opportunity to experience his provision. But, you know, even young Isaac asked his father on the way up to the altar, you know, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham bravely answered, my son, God will provide. And as we know, God did provide. So Abraham honored him by saying the same words, only this time he used the covenant title of God, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh. Once again, the Lord will provide. Today we need to have a confidence like Abraham. There is not one other provision in this world that can match Jireh. Nothing the government can give me, nothing society can give me, nothing a career can give me, nothing, nothing, nothing else. Only he has proven himself worthy and he is always more than enough. The Lord will see to it. God sees us. Our Heavenly Father sees our need and with divine foresight of love, he goes ahead of us and prepares the supply. He sees to it. God is also with us. He has experienced everything in life because He became flesh in Jesus. He always provides for His children. He always meets His children's needs at the right time and the right place. He is my provider. He is your provider. Not because of anything we have done to earn it, but because it is His promise and His character. Jehovah Jireh is His name. So as Pastor Joel mentioned at the beginning, another facet to trusting God and accepting Him as Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, is to believe that we can freely receive His provision. And more importantly, to believe that we are loved unconditionally beyond measure. I think this is something that some of us struggle to accept. We might feel that we have to earn God's love, mercy, and forgiveness by doing all the right spiritual things. Reading our Bible, praying, and going to church. And yes, those are important practices, but they are not conditions for earning God's love or approval. We might also feel like nothing we do will ever be good enough, or that we're letting God down every time we make a mistake. We might feel that our past sins and indiscretions have disqualified us from His blessing and provision. These are all real feelings, but they do not represent the truth of who God is and the depths of His love for us. Why? The truth is, none of us deserve God's love, but He lavishes it upon us anyway. None of us can earn God's love, so we can find freedom just being ourselves and not worrying about our failures and shortcomings. None of us will ever be complete 
completely pure and holy or without sin. But God loves us in spite of all that, and He has even given us His Holy Spirit to help us overcome our areas of weakness and struggle so that we can draw near to Him. He accepts us just as we are, without judgment or condition, and pulls us into His loving embrace if we let Him. We are enough for Him because of Jesus, and that should be enough for us. As Joel said, Jesus is the provision. Jesus is worthy, so we are worthy as well. As the lyrics in the song Jaira say, I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. I know who I am, I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved, more than I could imagine, and that is enough. It's enough for me. This beautiful refrain in the song captures who we are and what we mean to God. So what is something that holds us back from receiving God's love and from accepting His divine provision as our Jehovah Jireh? Well, many of us have created what are called conditions of worth. These are the conditions we believe we have to meet to gain acceptance, love, or validation from God or others. For example, as children, we quickly learn what behaviors please our parents, our caregivers, teachers, friends, and society in general. We develop our sense of worth through our early interactions with others. Our self-esteem comes from being esteemed by others and then taking that esteem into ourselves. Over time, we begin to behave based on the expectations of others and the validation we receive. From these experiences, we form our own self-expectations. Some of them can be really healthy and positive, leading us toward very successful outcomes. But on the other hand, it can also be really exhausting when we do not live up to our own expectations, and then suddenly we find ourselves deflated, depressed, and self-judging. We've all experienced this at some point in our lives. How many of us have set up conditions of worth based on performance, achievement striving, what we do, how we look, or what we think others expect of us? For short, I like to call them cows. How many of us have cows, metaphorically speaking, roaming around in the fields of our hearts and minds? How many of us determine our worth by how hard we work, how well we please others, the amount of money we make, the success we earn at work, and what others think of us? Do any of those resonate with you? Well, it's time to put the cows out to pasture. The liberating truth we need to grasp is that our worth and identity have nothing to do with what we do or don't do. While it's not wrong or bad to set goals or to strive for achievement in different areas of our lives, we have to recognize when those things cross the line into becoming conditions of worth. The line is crossed when our sense of worth is defined by them and not by God. They are not our true identity, no matter how real or substantial they seem to us. The same is true for our mistakes and missteps. We do not have to run from our past mistakes, our failures, or the negative self-images we have of ourselves. They're not our true identity, no matter how real or substantial they seem to us. We are created in the image of God, saved by grace and the transforming power of Jesus Christ, accepted and approved by His unconditional love. There are no conditions of worth in our relationship with God. There's no striving in Christ. Nothing can ever separate us from God's unconditional love. We are loved. We are chosen. We are enough. 
So today, we can leave behind our conditions of worth and anything that holds us back from God by moving away from the oughts, shoulds, and musts, and toward Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. As we empty ourselves of all the conditions we have created for love and acceptance and approval, He will provide the fullness of our true self. As we loosen and let go of our attachment to the temporal things that make us feel worthy and valued, He will embrace and affirm us just as we are, and we will soon discover that we are already validated simply by being ourselves. We are already loved, already chosen, more than we could imagine. Provision has been given in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. In Him we are enough, always enough, forever enough, and that is more than enough. Let's pray together today. Father, we thank you that you are a provider. Even before we ask, you know our needs better than we do. Help us to trust you more in every situation. Remind us, Lord, that provision is not based on us and what we bring to the table. It's based on your character because you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. We thank you that you own it all and hold everything in your hands. You're aware of all that concerns us and you have a plan. You have a provision. You have a solution. Thank you for the abundance of blessing and goodness that you have all already stored up. Father, we thank you that because of your Son, Jesus Christ, we are enough. There are no conditions of worth, no expectations that we have to meet, and no works that we have to perform to earn your love and acceptance. We are loved just as we are, more than we could ever imagine. We love you, Lord, and today we lean on you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all, and today, remember that in Him, in Jara, you have enough and you are enough. God bless.